Good morning, Rabbi Yisai. We're starting off with the Siyum in London. Beautiful artwork. mdysiyum.co.uk Book your place now. November 1st and November 2nd in Manchester. See that banging is not even me. That's somebody on the table. Morty Strauss, Muncie firefighters doffing on their lunch break during training with the newest MD Wire, Iki Shane. Beautiful. David Lewis, I was traveling on the highway with commentary of the Queen's funeral on the radio when it came to the actual church service. Test, test, one, two, three. Too loud. We obviously had to turn the radio off. What to do for that hour? Learn the Dav of the Rebelli. I believe that was the only person to turn off one royal event, only to tune into another one. True Malchus. Looking forward to the scene of Manchester, David Lewis. And here we go, David Newman from Manchester. We got a real Daffer over here. He has a bag. I just noticed it says kosher on his bag. Okay, you ready for some volume? You don't see either. Oh, here we go. Hi, Rebelli. Good morning, Rabosai. Ah, Bahayim Mullah Shalom. Oh, Hashem, Kultur. The Siata Dishmaya. The Siata Dishmaya. And here are two tzaddikim from B&H. As you leave the store, the volume, volume. By the way, you can see in this picture, if you look on the ceiling, you see those, those metal racks on the ceiling? The tracks. So when you order a camera or something, it comes through the ceiling to the register. Through the, it's an unbelievable store. Anyway, so these two guys are trying to sign people up for credit cards as they leave the store, but also to the DAF. He's holding in his hand business cards, DAF business cards. Don't know their name. Eliyahu Goldberg. Shalom Reveli, I've been with MDY Shir on and off since the beginning of Erevin and haven't missed the Shir since the beginning of Nashim. My L didn't start as I hoped with a little slow on learning, but since the initiative for Avi, I took upon myself to finish Meseches Kiddushin that filled my day with Torah, forcing me to dedicate more of my day to finish Meseches Yeshakoyach, maybe for a year of Brachas and Shmuois, Toivais. Yeah, sometimes you have to force yourself, you put yourself, you put yourself in a position that's mechayev, a mechayev. That's the way to go. The Koilel sponsored this month for the success of our family and that we merit to always crown Hashem. The Mesechta is sponsored for my children. The second sponsor, the Mesechta, Jeff Rosner. In my son, Yosef Simcha Chaim Ben Amen. Rest of the Mesechta, official mitzvah motivators. Rufuah for Avram and Nashib and Chana Brocha. The Parasach Chodesh, five of them. Lili Nishma Zachary ben Moisha. And the MDY family, Lili Nishma Cesar Tubio, Yaakov ben Asal, Yitzchak, Ezra Pallet. But the Lakin Lebovic families, like in New Jersey, because Taira is the best Gula, the fourth Parnas. Rufuah Shlemo Yecheskel ben Leah. The fifth one is as a schos that Hashem should watch over me and ensure that I'm completely healthy at Meo Esrim. Five Parnose Hayoyim. Aaron Trowering, Lezech Nishmas, my mother, Bela Bas Henach, 
and by Lauren and Sarditza Spiegelman. <laughs> In honor of the marriage this evening of the daughter Devorah Tariel Marcus from Toronto, may they build a binyan of the Ad, the Baisdem of Yisrael, with Torah and Sholem. I sing in Torah, Mazel Torah, Mazel Torah, sing in By our many grandchildren, in honor of our grandmother's yardside, Shirley Levine, Sarah Bat Batya. By parents Chaim Levine, Leilu Nishmas, the Heilige Chavetz Chaim. Harav Yisrael, Mayor Ben Arizeva Koyen. Moran Shal Yisrael, as Yor said is today, and in honor of my good friend, Michael Rothschild, who has dedicated his life to disseminating the teachings of the Chavetz Chaim through the Chavetz Chaim Heritage Foundation. Rufur Shleim of Avram Abo Ben Shendel and Dovid Chaim Ben Blimo. And there's four people that will starve, push us way over 5,000 now. Motin Weinrib, Brochus, 18,000 Brochus. Mary Spiro, Leib, Leib, Chal. Kolach, Moyet Cotton, all of Moyet Cotton, Relim Kolach, 29 Daf, Yossi, Shasha, Yeshur Koyach, everybody who's in the Shtatif. Rabbi Yisrael, we go today is Daf Ayim Vav, and we'll do a little bit of a Chazara. We, at the end of the day, then the Shir yesterday, we went kind of quick, and we got on to Daf Ayim Vav. So it started out, yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good to be on the screen. Everybody, Shkoyach Tav, Remy Cohen, who's manning the booth today. Up there, because Gershon is on a little bit of a vacation, a deserving vacation. So we had a, a bit of a stira between the Reish and the Seifa of our Mishnah. It says that if the defect, the mum, of the Kala was found when she's still a Kala, she's still a So we said that part of the Mishnah goes like Rabbi Yeshua. We're going to see the Machlaikas. Could the whole thing could go like Rabbi Gamliel? We prefer to say the whole thing goes like Rabbi Gamliel because the halacha is like him. But according to one man, the Omar, the Reish and the Seif are two different man, the Omar, which is a problem. Okay. And we need to know this for today also because we're going to go back. Oh, by the way, Yossi Dahari came up with the competition. Actually, he's the one that started this. He had one last year. And this is his Luach. It's like the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. Yossi Dahari is the, the Sephardi of the two. So we'll give him the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. Okay, anyway. Yishkoyach, Yossi Dahari, whoever wants a Luach. Two beautiful Luchas. You could have both of them. Great. There's two, no. It's the first Luchas and the second Luchas. It's the, okay. No, chas v'shal. We have Zevizet, Divrei Lekim Chaim. Yishkoyach to both. I know there's a lot, a lot of work that went into. Maybe they should, you know, get together, the two of you. Yeah. Okay. It's got to be one luach you don't use. What? It's got to be one luach you don't use. Says <laughs> <laughs> Nachman, there has to be one luach you don't use. Great. Okay, so let's start this again. From the ratio, the ratio we said goes according to Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua says, no such thing as cheskes aguf. Now, pay attention. Rabbi said, pay attention. 
If you hold, there's no cheskes aguf. We don't care about cheskes aguf in this point. Then it doesn't matter where this girl is. It's being said in the Reisha. The Reisha goes according to Rabbi Yeshua. But the Seva could also go according to Rabbi Yeshua. In other words, Rabbi Yeshua argues everywhere. He doesn't care if she's in the father's house or in the, in the husband's house. It doesn't matter. No cheskes aguf. The Seifa goes like Rabbi Gamliel. And he doesn't either care where she is. She could be, it happens to be, the Seifa is talking about Bebe's Bala, which is a little schwer to, to, to hear. He's talking about that she's already married. And Rabbi Gamliel says, there is cheskes aguf. But it doesn't matter, even if it's, she's not in the, the husband's house. Okay. So, Rava comes along and says, the entire Mishnah goes according to Rabbi Gamliel. And if the mum was found after the engagement, so we have two chazakas. Cheskas haguf. Now, the, the problem, the husband has to prove stuff here because it happened after engagement. So the husband has a problem. He's fighting against a cheskas haguf. She was born without mumim. There's also another chazaka that a person is not going to marry. I don't know, very if you can take that thing off the screen because I, I, I like to look at the screen also. See that thingy? Oh, There's a chazaka that a person is not going to drink from a cup unless he checks the cup to see if there's anything in the cup. So he's not going to get engaged to her unless he checked to make sure there's no moment. So there's two chazakas that go against him. He has one chazaka that goes for him, but then it's one against two. The chazaka is that a, a person that, if there's a mom, he's not going to give in to the mom. He's not going to make, make peace with a, a defect. Now, the fourth chazaka that's in very small is cheskas mamon. Who's holding on to the ksuba money? He's holding on to the ksuba money. But when it comes to cheskas haguf versus cheskas mamon, the blue against green, we don't even consider the green. It's not one against one. Cheskas mamon flies out the window. What happens when you get rid of cheskas haguf? Then all of a sudden, cheskas mamon blows up. Then it becomes something significant. But at, in this point, right over here, we have cheskas haguf and cheskas enodim shoyse v'koyselim kein baytoy. Again, cheskas enodim fires with mumim. Not so complicated. Two chazakas. Forget what they are. Two chazakas against one chazaka, and we ignore the cheskas mamon chazaka. Just doing a little bit of a review from yesterday for anybody who just walked in. Now, in the case where there are Edim, that's how we finished off yesterday. There are Edim that say that she had a defect, she had a mum beforehand. Now, what happens is she loses the Cheskas Haguf. If she loses the Cheskas Haguf, she's only, she only has one Chazaka to fight with. Against the husband's one chazaka, it's one against one l'chayra. Says the Gemara, no. Because what happens when you get rid of the cheskas aguf? All of a sudden, the little guy, the little cheskas mamen, comes into play. Because the only time you get rid of, the only time we don't consider cheskas mamen is when there is a cheskas aguf. Cheskas aguf makes cheskas mamen very small, nothing. Since we got rid of the cheskas aguf, how do you get rid of the cheskas aguf? Because there's two Aiden that say she had a mum. So her whole, oh, I was born with a perfect body, whatever, I didn't have any mumim, that goes out the window. And Mamela, if that goes out the window, there's nothing to fight the cheskas mamim, and the cheskas mamim remains. Okay. That's where we're holding. 
Now, going back to the question, we have a ratio and we have a seifa. From the ratio, it seems like the Allah is like Rabbi Yeshua. That we don't consider the chesed And the seifa seems like the Allah is like Rabbi Yeshua. We consider the chesed What do we do? Now we're holding seven lines from the top. Ravashi Omar, Reisha, Monolaba Biotcha. The Seifa, Monolibiotcha. Says Ravashi, when we have these two opposing. Rabbi if you don't mind, if we can turn off the phones, the alarms, we're pretty good for a few years. It's for Shoshana. Okay. Says Ravashi, a new Chiddush. The father, if the father is claiming the ksuba, which he is, why is he claiming the ksuba? Because we're talking about a katana, right? The mission says the father has to bring a raya. Who's the father? When we get married today, do we bring the shver into the picture? The father is nothing. It's between me and my wife. Where's, where's, what's my, what does my father-in-law have to do with anything? Oh, the father-in-law jumps into the picture because she's a katana. She's a naira. When she's a katana or a naira, then he claims the ksuba. The ksuba goes to him, even if she's 12 years old, it goes to him. He says, Ravashi big chiddush. We need to understand it, but he says a chiddush. A father can use a chazaka on somebody else's body. He's using his daughter's body as a chazaka for him to help him out. No, that doesn't work. You know when it works? When it's the wife against the husband. She can use her cheskes agov against her husband. But the, husband, the father can't use another individual's chazaka on their body to extract money from somebody else. That's what he says. He wants to extract the ksuba from the husband and he's going to use his daughter's cheskes aguf. Doesn't work like that. I, a chazaka is a metzias? No. Ravashi says, no. You have to be the owner of the chazaka. You can't use somebody else's chazaka. A chazaka that has to do with somebody else's body. That's what he says. It's the father claiming the ksuba. When the father claims the ksuba, he can't use the blue cheskas agof. So what are we left with? The green cheskas mamet. Who's holding on to the money? The husband. He wins. The seifa. But the second case is the wife herself is coming with a claim. And she has a cheskas agof. So the cheskas agof beats out the cheskas mamet. If that's the case, it says, when she's already married, if she has some sort of defect that could have, might as well have come from an earlier stage. We say, in the, we, we said, once she gets married, this is the Mishnah, right? Once she gets married, who has to bring the Raya? Once she gets married, who brings her out of The husband. Over here it's different. Since it's a mom that could have been there way earlier, so now the father has to bring her out. What's going on here? When we see the answer, the Gemara will understand exactly. Why does the father have to bring her It's the woman against the husband. We're talking about she's married already. Once she's married, she's in the fight, not the father. So it's her against him. And you said when it's her against him, she has a cheskas aguf against the husband, who has a cheskas mamen. So the Gemara, she doesn't have a cheskas aguf. You know why? 
We're talking about a woman who has an extra digit. She has an extra finger. There was a Kala who had an extra finger. And she's, she wasn't a Kala yet, I guess. She was just dating. She had an extra finger. And she's very embarrassed. She's hiding the entire date. She's hiding her hands. She's putting behind her back, the whole thing. When things started getting closer to getting engaged, she came with a great answer. She says to the, to the guy, she says, listen, between you and I, the two of us, together, we have 21 digits. We have 21 fingers. He looks at her. He's like, what? Which two are you missing? <laughs> Took a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very simple procedure. I know people that had it. I know people that had it. and that did, don't, Today, they don't even know they had it. Like, they were kids. They were babies when they had it. The parents, like, I don't know if they told them. Hagamayiskino. <laughs> Biaseras. So it didn't happen. This uh, extra digit didn't occur after Arison. <laughs> what in the world could the father prove when his daughter has an extra finger? What is he going to prove? That what? It happened after you got engaged. I mean, what happened? He's going to bring a raya that the, the chassan saw it. It was there. People saw her. She wasn't hiding anything. She wasn't wearing gloves. And he looked at it. He was okay, he accepted it. Okay? Omar, Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel. Hamachlif parabachamar. This happens to be one of my favorite lines in Shas. I use it all the time. I mean, not that I would use it in this case, but you could use it in any application. Like if somebody gets married for a second time, you say, what, what are you doing? You're machlif parabachamar. You know, different things. Any, it's a parabachamar, two Negatives. I don't know. What do you what, what do you gain by this versus that? Machlef para bechamar. The way it works is machlef para bechamar. I, you take my cow, you make a mashicha my cow, and automatically your chamar becomes mine. Okay, you one of the two. We're gonna have Reuven and Shimon here. Here, Reuven and Shimon. Let's become very familiar. Reuven is is Noam. Noam owns a donkey. He owns it. Shimon is Avi Kamiansky, he owns a cow. So if Reuven, the Baal HaChamor, we have to call him the Baal HaChamor. We have to remember, he's the owner of the donkey. If Reuven does this, he pulls the cow to him. So the donkey becomes Shimon's. First of all, the cow becomes Reuven's. And on the spot, the, the donkey becomes Shimon. Shimon doesn't even have to do Meshicha. One Meshicha is enough over here. Okay. What happened is that the donkey went belly up. Nebuch. Changed color, the whole thing. Yeah, you want to see? He's all nice and he has a pink bow. Now it's garnished. Now, this is Shiloh. When did this happen? Reuven, we know, Reuven, the Baal Hamar, did a Mashiach on the cow. So if you think about it, who would you say is the Maitzim Chavera over here? I know it's a little hard to understand, maybe, but Shimon is in trouble. Why? Because we only discovered that the donkey went belly up after Reuven did a Mashiach on the cow. So Reuven already made a Kenyan, the cow's already in his possession, and the donkey should have been already in Shimon's possession. Now we find out 10 minutes later, the donkey is dead. Yeah? I mean, we have it today. Not that it's mamish the same thing, but you go and you trade in a car. 
You do a trade. I give you my old Corolla and you give me a brand new Lexus, whatever it is. But in a, today you add money and stuff like that. It's usually not a fair trade. Or we're talking about one for one without any money involved. So really occurred in Shimon's domain. Let Shimon bring a raya. And another problem here, a very big problem. This is a chazaka. What's a chazaka? What chazaka can we use here? Chazaka that the donkey was alive. Cheskas Chaim. It was alive beforehand. So now you have to prove when, when it expired. When, when did that happen? Machlef para b'chamar. Umoshach bala chamar is a para v'lehispik bala para limshach is The bala para meaning Shimon, Avi, didn't have a chance to pull the donkey to him. Achemes chamar, and all of a sudden we discover the donkey is dead. Al bala chamar lohavi rayosh chamar ikayim b'shas meshichas para. Even though we have these two major problems. Again, problem number one is that the Hamar has a cheskas chayim. Problem number two, that it kind of occurred under Shimon's watch. Now Shimon should have the, 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 the responsibility to bring a raya. I just want to say real quickly, the covered Rosh Hashanah, the smach of Barba Hamar, there was a, a marshal where uh, a young fellow came to his father-in-law and said, uh, I, wanna, I want some money for business. Can you give me some money to do business? He said, okay. First time, this, that. He gives him $100,000. He says, here, take the $100,000. Go, go, go make some money. So he goes out, goes to the marketplace, and a very shrewd dealer sees this, uh, you know, this inexperienced uh, businessman. He says, listen, I have, uh, I have something unbelievable to sell you. A house full of shoifers. You know, usually a shoifer costs $50. I'm giving you $5 a piece. Here, take 10,000 shoifers for $100,000, whatever. So the guy comes home all excited. His shver starts through, through fit. What are you going to do? Ten, how are you going to sell 10,000 shoifers? The dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. So he comes back to him and says, listen, I need that. I can't do anything. I, I don't have parnasa. Any way you could help me? He gives another $100,000. So this time be careful. Yeah. He goes to the marketplace and he buys a bunch of toothpicks. For $100,000. Comes back, his father is furious. Anyway, he doesn't know what to do. So he takes the toothpicks, he gives it to like a big dealer. He says, do something with the toothpicks. Whatever you do, just give me the profit. He goes to the second dealer and gives him all the shoifers. You do something with it. Great. Kitzer, the two dealers meet each other. And the guy with the shoifers says, I have a great deal. He says, what do you have? Toothpicks? No, fine, let's do a deal. They switch. They switch. So the guy comes back to Shver and he says, listen, Two shvach of the items. He comes back to the shvach and says, look, the biggest dealers in town, they made a deal, look. This guy took the shvach, he took the thing. Look, people are dealing. He says, shaita. They had nothing else. This is all they had, all they had. This guy had a shvach and this guy had this. So they made a deal. You had cash. You had everything. You had everything going for you. You could have bought anything. You could have made all the deals in the world. What's in the getos? Rosh Hashanah. Life. We have life. We have years to live. We have health. So we have to use it correctly. You can't bring a ride from that shaita that does shtusim with his life. We have the ability to do a lot with our days, with our hours, add more Torah, add more yira, avodah, etc. Okay. Now, we're on the bottom line here of Ayin Vavam Vitana Tuna Kala. How is this chamar related to us? Because he brings a raya from our Mishnah, and we have the Reisha and the Seif in the Mishnah, and the Reisha, 
the father of the Kala has to bring a Raya. And in the Seifa, the Chassan has to bring Raya's when the Mum occurred. The Raisha, the father brings a Raya when the, when the Mum occurred in order to extract the Ksuba. So he brings a Raya that Ruvain, the owner of the donkey, he's responsible improving everything. From where? From our Mishnah. And he drops a bomb, a one-word bomb, Kala. Kala, go figure it out. It's the ratio of the Seifa. So that's our job right now. We're going we're gonna to tear the sugya apart. Is it the ratio of the Seifa? We're going to come up with something. Says the Gemara, Ilema, hey Kala. Which Kala are you talking about? Ilema, Kala, Bevesavia. Oh. So first of all, let's get rid of the sponsors. In honor of Yankee Baum. In honor of my uncle, Rebbe Chonim Preston. I don't want to get rid of him. <coughs> We're going to a nice sugi here. Okay. So first of all, like we started off the shir, that according to Rebbe Lezer, the ratio goes like who? Like Rebbe Yeshua. The Sefer goes like Rebbe Lezer. So we're going in Rebbe Yeshua. What does Rebbe Yeshua hold? Rebbe Yeshua holds, there's no cheskes aguf. There's no chazaka. And the explanation is, the Rebbe Shua holds that in the Reisha and in the Seifa. We happen to be talking about in the Reisha. We say Rebbe Shua's Reisha, Rebbe Shua's the Seifa. Both of them, Rebbe Shua says Reisha and Seifa, Rebbe Shua says Reisha and Seifa. In other words, there's no cheskes aguf, no matter where the kala is. She could be in her father's house, she could be in her husband's house. There's no nafkemina. I never use cheskes aguf according to Rebbe Shua. Oh. So, in the ratio, the father has to bring a raya, regardless of even if his daughter is already married, the father has to bring a raya, according to Rabbi Yeshua. You hear what's going on here? In both cases, whether she's married or just engaged, the father always has to bring a raya, according to Rabbi Yeshua. The Sefer says the, the husband has to bring a raya. But that goes according to Rabbi Yeshua. Forget that. Rabbi Yeshua is the one that says the father always has to bring a raya. In other words, even if the mum... What happened by us? We're asking a big kasha, but where did the mum happen? And she has cheske, the, 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 we have a cheskes chayim on the donkey, and the mum happened by Shimon. Too bad. We see from here that Reuven always has to bring a raya. Reuven is like the father. The father always has to bring a raya, doesn't matter where his wife, where his daughter is, so it doesn't matter where the donkey is. It doesn't matter the donkey, the, the problem happened by Shimon, you, Reuven, have to bring a raya. Just like our Mishnah. L'chayr? Huh? Of course they checked before. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It happened a minute, a minute before the Mashiach. They checked yesterday. They didn't check today. Exactly. There's a Cheskes Chaim. There's also Cheskes Agof. But still, he doesn't matter when he checked it. I'm claiming that he died. You don't know. You, you, when you sell a car, you fill in certain liquids into the engine and the engine light goes off. And two minutes later, after you buy it, pfft, Yeah, but what happened is, both of, they're not by the donkey. They're by the cow. The donkey is in Yerushalayim. The cow is in Bet Shemesh. They're doing, they're doing a deal here. They can't see. They can't be in two places at one time. So they did the deal with the cow. Hey, he slept at him and he was there. He saw. When he drives back to Yerushalayim, the donkey's dead. I don't know when he died. You don't know either. No, just because he checked him yesterday or five hours ago doesn't mean anything. Okay. So the same thing should apply to the Balachamar, even though it's not in his Rushos. It happened over there by Shimon, even though there's a Cheskes Chaim. No, you bring a raya. This is Gemara Midomi. Not a good, not a good comparison. Hasam, I say, I have raya umapik. What's happening? The father has to extract money from the husband. So where's the money? By the husband. 
So how can you compare it to a father and a husband? The father brings a raya and then he takes money out of the husband. Over here, Reuven is holding on to the cow. He's already holding the cow. He has to bring a raya and keep the cow. He's not extracting from Shimon. He's just keeping the cow in his domain. So it's not a good comparison. Okay, let's try something else. Kala when, when he said the word kala, what he meant is the kala that's in in her in the father's domain, and the the husband has to bring a raya. Now, okay, now we're switching. You have to know Rashi for here. Now we're switching. We're going to Reb Gamliel. Everything goes like Reb Gamliel. Now what? There is a cheskes and even if I find. Even if the kala is in her father's domain, the husband has to bring a raya. So, okay. Says the Gemara, so still not compare, you can't compare it to a donkey. What happened over there is the opposite that happened over here. The, there's a cheskas haguf that the father is using. Comes the husband, and he has to prove that the cheskas haguf is no good. What's the owner of the donkey doing? He's proving that the cheskas haguf is good. That the donkey was still alive when he pulled the cow into his domain. The owner of the donkey is using a reverse shomalechim from Lakewood. He's using a reverse chazaka, a reverse uh, tactic. Then our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, the husband is trying to refute the Chazaka. He's trying to knock out the Chazaka. And over here by the donkey, he's trying to make the Chazaka alive and well. In the Mishnah, the husband is saying that the wife doesn't have a Cheskes HaGov. She lost it. She has a mom. And I don't want to give you Ksuba. And over here, Ruvain is saying that my donkey was alive. I, there is a Cheskes HaGov. What's the comparison? No, what's going on here? Let's keep the case the same. But you're asking me that... No, so we're, trying, so we're saying that this, we're talking about the money Kedushin, not the money Ksuba. It's not that the father is trying to extract from the Chassan. It's that the father's trying to keep something that he already has, which is when his daughter got engaged, she was a Tana, he received a ring for the daughter. The daughter got a ring, he took it to himself. So now he's holding, he's holding on to money, just like Reuven is holding on to the cow. And just like Reuven wants to keep the cow, the father wants to keep the ring. So that's the comparison. Oh, so now... So now, Rabbi Isai, we have to go back. Now we're not like Rabbi Gamliel. According to this Tarets, we're going back and forth. Back, now we're going back to Rabbi Shua. That Rabbi Shua says she doesn't have a chesek sagof. So the father has to bring a raya that what happened, the mom happened, not in, happened when, when she wasn't by him, when, it, when she was by the husband. Okay. So yes, it's not, it's not similar. It is similar. Fine. Again, Shas Katan was flying through many, many Musagim. Tibun means to drown. Now, the Machlaikis, 
today also you see it a lot, not a lot, but if a chassan gives a kala a ring, and then the chassan dies, or they break up, who gets to keep the ring? Yeah, I know a lot of times they give the ring back, I guess it's acceptable. But what if the chassan dies? Did he intend to give his kala a ring no matter what, in, under any circumstances, no matter what happens to him, or it's only because he thought he's going to be married to her? So when you say lavli tibuin means it's not drowned. In other words, what? She gets, he gets the ring back. It's not, it's not over with. It's not like, oh, farfallen. It's, you know, it drowned. The ring drowned. You, you gave it. That's it. You lost. No, you could get it back. Says Gemara, but even if you don't hold like that, once you give a ring, don't come back. Don't try to get it back. It's over. In this case, it could come and get it back. Why? That's only because it's a 100% Kiddushin. But over here, we're saying she had a mum. And if she had a mum, what? I want to undo the whole Kiddushin of my Freya. There's no Kiddushin Mechlal. For that, I could come back and take my ring. On, on a Mechach Tos, I come back and take my ring. So we kiss her by a donkey also. Reuben has to bring a Raya. So that's it. That's the end of the sugya of Machlov Pora Bachamar. Meisvei. But we have a kasha. Machat shenimtzis boivi beis hakoisos. Unbelievable. Going to Chulin here. So when we learned Chulin, we had an amazing time. We should have, maybe should have, next time. We'll do it in the beginning of the Masechta. We brought a sheep. We shechted the sheep. And Rabbi David, the author of Sichas Chulin, the, the, the authority on Chulin, the famous thick brown sefer on Chulun with all the pictures, he did it for, by, for us. He was the shaykhet. It was unbelievable. He showed us Pesachoisus. He showed us the, 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 the lungs. And we all got a chance to blow up the lungs. and the, Everything, the liver, the kidneys. Unbelievable. Right here. Next door. We wouldn't do it in the base measures. We'd rent that place again. <laughs> Blood everywhere. It was Givaldi. Okay, so here we go. They don't remember. <laughs> An animal has four stomachs. It's very interesting. If you follow the green, the green is the grass. It goes in and comes all the way. You know what? Let me try to get a laser here so I can show you. Here. It comes into the mouth. It follows this. And it comes into the first stomach. This is called the keras. doesn't matter for our sugar. I'm just telling you stop. Then it goes into this place right over here. You see the shape over here? It's shaped like a cup. I always thought it meant it has a beautiful design, a honeycomb design. It's unbelievable. The flesh of barrier, when you open it up, it's beautiful. So it goes into here. And over here is where the cow makes a cud, and it goes right out the red line back to its mouth and chews the cud. Okay, then it comes back in, goes through the, the blue line, goes into something called the keva, and then it goes out to the fourth stomach and out. We're talking about the base of All that demonstration for the base of right over here. This cup-looking thing. Let me show you what it looks like. Boom! This is, you see this unbelievable design. Great. Now, reticulum is called. So, if you open up the animal and you find a nail, just like you see over here, and I don't remember where I got this picture. I'm not sure if we got it during the shechita. If I got it somewhere else, maybe Rabbi Weisfish sent it to me. I don't know. I have rituals to use it. Here you have. If you look closely, there's a nail right over here, which doesn't go through and through. And here's a nail that went through and through. That's the machat, okay? So all the Gemara is saying is, since it has a very thick uh, skin, it's two layers, says Rashi. So if the nail only went through half of it, 
it doesn't render the animal a treifa. Treifa means an animal that's going to die from its wound within 12 months. This doesn't cause death. Through and through causes death. All we're, tra- we're going to say a bunch of halachas here. The bottom line is, we're talking about a moitzim chaver of raya. When is a cheskas guf? Okay, that's it. All these halachas. Now, in the thickness of basakosis, in the reticulum, if it only punctured one part of the skin, the animal is not a treifa. But through and through, it's a treifa. If on the nail, right over here, you find a little blood. When you open up the animal, you find a little blood. You do That blood came when the animal was still alive, before you shechted it. And therefore, if we know who owned the animal at that point, it's his problem. And if there's no blood at all, it's nice and smooth, the needle. That happened after the shechita, and it's whoever bought it. Because look, I used to be in the shechita business. You buy animals at the shechita, at the shlachtois, you buy the animals. But up until they get to the shlachtois, up until you shecht it, it's a different owner. It's owned by the farmer. It's owned, it only becomes yours when you shecht. So it's a shailer. Who Whose loss is it? This is a treif animal. It's worthless. Even today, there's major issues. What do you do with these animals? You have to sell them to the guy for much less money. You take a nice hit on it. Whose loss is it? Huglad, Piamako, if there's a scab, what does a scab tell you? That it happened way long ago. Not today. It's not something that happened today in the Shlachtais. This happened, this is an old wound. So, I for sure, me, the guy shechting, the guy buying cows at the, the shechita place, he knows that at least three days beforehand is when the issue happened, you give the cow right back to the seller. And this is what we need right here. This 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 halacha. If the wound didn't scab up, now, that's it. End of the b'risa. Now the Gemara proves, the Gemara sticks in some words here. This is not a halacha from the b'risa. This is us trying to explain, based on what we just said, the guy shechting, right? In the shlachtois. Stefanski buying animals. He's a tabach. He's a, he's a shechter. And if you paid for the animal, he has to bring the raya in order to get his money back. He has to prove when it happened. Why? It says, If there's no scab, then you have to prove it. Who's the he? The guy is shechting. According to what you're telling me, just like a chamar. We said that the balapara has to bring the raya. It's... Let the guy that owns the animal, he should bring the raya. Says the Gemara. Why? Because the, wherever the, the mum is found, that's who has to bring the raya. The, the mum was found in the interior of the animal, so let the guy that sold you the animal bring the raya. What we're saying is the opposite. Not that the guy shechting the animal has to prove it. The opposite. The guy, the farmer who sold the animal, he has to prove it to the butcher in order to get money from the butcher. Not, the, not that the butcher... Why does he have to bring a raya? Because the mum happened in his animal. Let him bring a raya. 
So the Gemara might Pascha. You're telling me it's a one-way case. Well, only one case. It's only when the butcher didn't pay and the farmer has to bring a raya. But then, why, why is it called a moitzi? Just say, in any case, he's saying, a moitzi mechaber raya. It's not true. The seller always has to bring a raya. So the, the, the lotion is not good. It should say, you know who has to bring a raya? Seller. That's the word, seller. Because the mum happened in his animal, let him bring a raya when it happened. I know. But you're telling me it's only in a case when the tabak didn't pay. So then the, the key word here is not a moitzi. The key word is seller. Says the Gemara, Okay, great kasha. He says, Don't listen to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda always quoted Shmuel. Don't listen to him. This is, by the way, the third time in our Masechta that he says this. I just looked it up. He only says it four times in the entire Shas. Three of them are in Ksubas. Same Lashen on three different things. Don't listen to my brother. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He also learned by Shmuel. And he heard Shmuel saying something completely different. And now he flips everything over on its face. You know who has to bring a raya in this case? Let's go back. The whole time we were saying that it's Ruvein who has to bring a raya. Not true, says Rabbi Yudah's brother, who also learned by Shmuel. It's Shimon who has to bring a raya. That's what's going on here. We said, where did the Suffolk of the Hamar happen? It happened in Shimon's domain because it happened after Ruvein pulled the cow to him. That means automatically the donkey became Shimon's. So who, in whose domain did it happen, the whole Suffolk? In Shimon. Let Shimon bring a raya. And for that I'm going to bring a raya from our Mishnah Kala. Now we're going back to something else. Like who is it? Our Mishnah. Rabbi Shua? Rabbi It goes like Rava. Who says that the entire Mishnah is Rabbi Gamliel. And what does he say? What does Rava say? Wherever it's found, remember what we learned yesterday? Wherever it's found, that's the problem. That's so if it's found in the father's house, let the father bring a raya on the mum. If it's found in the husband's house, the mum, let the husband bring a raya. So over here also, where was the mum found? By Shimon. Let Shimon bring a raya. And that's what he meant. Kala, just like a kala. Our Mishnah, Meisvei. And on that we ask, he found a needle. And we're going to... Infer from here that if the butcher didn't give any money, where did it occur? It occurred by the butcher. Ask the Gemara about Why should the, should the seller have to bring a raya? Where did the suffolk happen? It happened by the butcher. Let the butcher bring a raya. According to you, it happened. The, the, wherever it happens, that's the person who has to bring the raya. Says the Gemara, okay. Because we're talking about the Yav Tabak Dumei, because he actually gave money. Umay Pascha. So why are you saying only in such a case that the butcher gave money? We're talking about the Matthias in the world, right? When you buy something from somebody, going to the store, you have to pay. You can't take stuff out and then say, I'll pay you later. 90% of the time, you pay first. Should we stop over here because it's lichas? Okay, we have a very large daf tomorrow. We have to finish the whole peri. Okay, have a wonderful day.